Hey, and welcome back, everybody, to the Cannabis Quest podcast. As always, my name is Space Cadet Hunter. And I'm Space Cadet Courtney. And with the new year, 2019, we've decided to kind of have a fun little episode where we're going to freestyle some thoughts on a couple different things that we're talking about in the cannabis space. Things that really I like to kind of just ponder about on my days off or really just kind of want a good soundboard and that's what I think Cannabis Quest is at its best is when we can kind of discuss things that we like to know. Like why THC percent is not as important as all other aspects of the weed. You're going to the dispensary and you look at the display board and it says granddaddy perp 20.4% THC. Sure that's great and all that sounds amazing in fact. But what is not as important? Yeah. Okay. So you've 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 ignited the the kind of annoyance, the the passion. Okay. That a lot of dispensaries that I've go to, some will have the name and the percentage right there on the board. Some will just have the name and then the percentage on the jar. I personally think that having the percentage somewhere is important, somewhere where the patient doesn't have to ask. I like having the percentage personally on the jar. So when you look up at the board, you kind of treat all of those strains equally and you start from a different place. Starting from THC percentage, I really feel like you're putting yourself at a disadvantage. There are some amazing, amazing strains at like 14% THC that I would buy time and time again over something sitting 20, 25, even some like 30s. THC percentage, I feel like is just distracting people from some really important things you can think about when buying your medicine. There are other cannabinoids as well, like CBDA, another non-psychoactive drug there. And then there are also things like CBC, which is a non-psycho anti-inflammatory with antibiotic properties. There are many, many cannabinoids that this plant has that we still even have yet to discover it's thc isn't the only important part yeah and really beyond the percentage i feel like we need to discuss terpenes but that's that sounds like a whole nother episode in and of itself but i feel like simply we should as patients just kind of maybe keep a mental note or maybe even journal or just write down the different ways certain strains make you feel, and then just figure out what strains are kind of close to each other, and then use those for what ails you. That is a simple way of kind of discussing terpenes, but really just going, hey, I know that Pakistan Valley Kush is going to do me good every single time, even though it's at 14%, and then knowing that Pakistan Valley Kush is similar to another strain, so if you see that, you can go back to it. That, I really think, would be the ideal scenario. Yeah. For example, I personally like to keep a list on my phone of the strains that I've tried that I think are noteworthy. For example, I have Ace of Spades, which is an indica. And I was like, maybe this one's safe because it's an indica. Turns out I don't like it because there's a a spinning feeling that it gives me in my head. And I personally don't like that. So I keep that written down so I know to avoid it when I go to the dispensary. But then I also have here Jawa Kush, which is another Indica. That one, if I remember right, is somewhere in the 15% range. 15%, 16%. I love that one. It has like an earthy taste and it's very easy to get get you stuck to a cartoon. It's not my favorite for pain relief, but it definitely is really nice to get you stuck. Yeah, that's... 
Actually, that's a really good point. Uh, taste. That's another thing I wanted to hit terpenes. on. You can, like, yeah, taste. another yeah. simple way of identifying by terpenes is just going, hey, this tastes like this. So that's going to associate with the feel. So typically when you get another strain that also tastes like that earthy, diesel-y, or like on the other end, fruity, or there's piney taste, you can start associating those tastes with a, a different effect and then kind of deciding that way. So, I mean, end all be all rant over THC percentage put that at the bottom of your list of of when you're deciding a strain yeah consider it but it's not the number one thing to consider I feel like it just THC percentage really is just gonna go how long is it is it gonna last a little bit longer it's like a higher THC percentage for a strain that's not as good it's just gonna be like oh I'm gonna feel a little less effect for just a little bit longer so in the end that's not as worth it. What's another hour of not feeling as amazing as your bud can make you feel? Now, I have also been considering doing a little bit of microdosing, now, just to, to completely change gears here. Yeah, going from too much THC to like, let's do as little as possible, see yeah. what happens. Yeah, exactly. So say you're, you know, going to work and you can't be stoned out of your mind at your job. Maybe you're a teacher, maybe... You have some important number crunching to do. Who knows? But you do. (laughs) So what you want to do is just take a little bit, like maybe 5 milligrams, 10 milligrams, depending, of course, on your tolerance. I've seen a... a, Two and a half milligrams. Two and a half gum. Two and a half grams in in a gum. And that, like, will have an effect. People don't realize that it's the percentage of the THC and your environment, and maybe there's a terpene profile with the THC, so you get some of that flowery taste, and it just has an effect on its own. Yeah. the What I really like to do is there are some edible companies that have, like, microdosing in gums or mints, and those are nice when you're like, ooh, you know what, maybe I have a headache, and this would super suck if I continue to have this headache. I'll pop a little mint, and voila, it's gone or maybe it's calmed your anxiousness or maybe something else is work working for you yeah a lot of microdose edibles also have like a variant of cbd by itself or cbd and thc one-to-one so not only do you have that little bit of thc to kind of cradle you and make you feel good but the cbd is giving you anti-inflammatory effects releasing your headache like CBD is amazing in itself, so just having CBD in a microdose edible gives you the opportunity to still feel your best when you're in a situation to where you can't be medicated. Totally. Now, have you experienced a lot of microdosing? I only have really slowly gotten into microdosing because I used to, like, I've been using tinctures for a bit now for CBD. That in and of itself, I don't consider microdosing because... I think CBD by itself should be a vitamin. Like it just has amazing feelings and it doesn't alter your reality at all. It just makes your body feel better. Comfortable. Comfortable the way it should. Um, but microdosing with THC, just rarely I've gotten some gum from Haze and Maine, I believe. And it's 2.5 grams of 
THC with 2.5 grams of CBD together for five grams per piece of gum. And I have like one or two and don't feel high at all. And I mean, to be honest, maybe don't feel as great as like tinctures do that kind of big dose of CBD, but it definitely makes a day better. Your example of feeling a headache coming on and then trying it, I think is the best. Like it's just such a good way to get back to your baseline feeling. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime I get really anxious in a setting that I can't like light up a joint, I definitely am grateful to have some gum or like a mint or something to then relieve. For the most part, it's my anxiousness that gets to me a lot. Sometimes it is some pain. A, a lot of times I'll use it for a headache, like I said. Which I feel. But yeah, no, microdosing I have dabbled in a little bit but I'd really like to like take a tea break and microdose and see how kind of like that works that, me too do it like scientifically <laughs> maybe we can do an episode just on microdosing while we had a tea break so or have something. a tolerance break kind of get back to baseline as little THC as possible or zero THC to really see how well the microdosing works that would be cool because I bet you it works a lot more than we think we just have such a high tolerance that that bit's not activating it or whatever, you know, something yeah. science. So that is going to be an interesting thing in the future because I'm down for an amount of a tolerance break yeah. uh, in some it's form not my, or other. It's definitely not my favorite, but it's something that needs to happen every once in a while. One, it saves how much weed you're buying, so it saves money. Two, it then kickstarts your body back up again. Um, it's a perfect time to do a lot of exercise because THC stored in fat, so you want to like burn off as much of that as possible. Let's let's stop scaring me about the idea of a tolerance break just yet. Let's go the other end of the spectrum. I bet a lot of you guys out there, a lot of you space cadets, guys and gals, have a story of that one time you had an edible, and that edible was way too strong. So now when the idea of edibles comes up, you go, no, 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 I've tried it before. Too crazy for me, I won't do it again. We're here to tell you, I'm sorry, but you just did too much that first time. I mean, definitely some people edibles may not be their thing it's yeah. then metabolized through your liver rather than in your bloodstream and stuff so it can affect you differently because True. your body is absorbing way more of the cannabinoids than um we would smoking so in some cases yes you're like oh my gosh but absolutely there are people who can't actually eat edibles like physically can't but there's a lot of people <laughs> who can who just Tried it that one time and it was like way too much. Yeah. Oh yeah, that Absolutely. definitely has happened. I I just want more people to give edibles a try because they're so amazing. So uh, <laughs> let's let's reconsider them with a smaller re dose. Reconsider them with a smaller dose. I mean, I've been the character in a story where somebody tried weed and or an edible and it was way too much and it wasn't enjoyable, so they didn't smoke ever again. And then hey, guess what? They smoke weed now because they tried it again at a lower dose know your dose know your dose you can't uneat an edible so definitely sitting there and breaking up an edible and having it part by part or knowing how much thc is in it is definitely to your benefit i will never be that friend that gives you a, a, an edible saying have fun 
I'm yeah. going to tell you how much God. it is. And I'm going to tell you what I take so you can kind of gauge yourself yeah. from that. Don't go crazy. You can always eat more, but you can't eat, eat less. less. So yes, never. Oh, gosh. Can't uneat an edible. I like that. Can't uneat it. And because, I mean, what happens when you eat too much of an edible? It has more of a compounded effect than you think. And uh, what some people know that there is a anxiety part to, or there can be an anxiety element to cannabis and THC. And yeah. just having too much of it can really pump up that anxiety effect. So Cannabis, uh, to some people, they equate it to paranoia. They're like, oh my God, I've smoked weed that one time and it made me so freaked out. Exactly. I have a roommate or had a roommate yeah. back who had a bad experience. It's like, nope. Won't do it again. Definitely think it's a good idea to know yourself because if you are already an anxious person, you can sit there and going back to picking out different strains, you can pick strains that are less likely to make others anxious and you can avoid the ones that are likely to make you anxious. So I think that's really important with the THC stuff. Yeah, to avoid your anxiety, journal the things that the the strains that you like to smoke and just stick to those and then you can kind of figure out which effects you do like and, you know, avoid the negative and get the positive. That's what the medicine's all about. It's medicine, gosh darn it. (laughs) Now, okay, so say you're doing edibles and you're afraid to try it. Try a one-to-one with a little bit of CBD and a little bit of THC. Try Give that a try. And if you're really, really scared about it, just give yourself some, make sure to have some CBD on hand. Because as we mentioned in our last episode, CBD can help mitigate the effects of that psychoactive paranoia stuff that THC is associated with. Yeah. Wait, uh... Ten to ones. There are ten, ten to ones to out ones. there. There yeah. are there are edibles, gummies, what have you, that have ten times the amount of CBD as they do THC. So you're getting the full benefit of the plant, the the bit that THC brings to the party with the pain relieving and the anti-inflammatory effects of CBD. And really, ten to ones. I mean, Try honestly, that. like if you are. Trying edibles for the very first time or trying cannabis for the first time, I would definitely lean in the CBD route. Um, just personally, that would probably be the most beneficial for a lot of people. And that would probably be something I would give a try. And to wrap up this kind of free form thought session, whatever, what have you, there's some structure there wasn't, whatever. Um, to wrap this up, uh, I really want to talk about uh, the different strains that we've been trying personally, you and I, and the different effects that uh, we have experienced and how that kind of relates to the CBD, uh, if there's CBD in some of those strains or the amount of THC in them, it was low, but we still had this effect. So. Um, let's start with you there, Courtney. What is a specific strain and tell us all about it. Well, there is one that kind of has surprised me. As y'all know, I'm an Indica fellow and I really, really love those Indicas. But recently I got my hands on some Jack Herrera and that's a Sativa. Classic Sativa. Oh my goodness. It was one of the most focused, clear headed. I had like 
really focused thoughts. My hair, my head was very clear and I was able to sit and focus on a task without being very distracted from the high. I felt very comfortable and the thoughts were flowing, but they weren't in a way where they were just like chatter in the background. It was like cohesive thoughts. So I really enjoyed that strain, which again, like I mentioned, kind of surprised me. And I did mention Jawa Kush earlier that was sitting mm-hmm. at that like 17-ish, 15-ish percent. And it was uh, nice for that to get stuck in the cartoons. So that's one of my favorite activities, Absolutely. to be honest. <laughs> um, right now, actually, I'm smoking Dark Helmet, I believe Ooh. is the name. Indica, straight Indica as far as I know. And that's the effects that I'm getting. I finally just recently have given in and admitted that I'm more of an indica guy than a sativa guy. When I first started smoking, I did like those sativas. I like those focused, almost racy thoughts. Now it's too much for me. That uh, makes the those neurons fire and I just jump from thought to thought to thought. So more indicas now for me. But the dark helmet, I think it was like 18% THC. Definitely not above 20. It was between 16 and 18. So, you know, some people you'd ask that's low. Some people like me you'd ask and that's like pretty solid. Really? But it's a good, well, I was originally smoking it for nighttime, but on my days off, I smoke it all day and it's a nice, mellow, relaxed hide where I, but I can still, you know, I'm playing video games, I'm writing stuff, I'm focused, but I'm not, I'm not getting lost in my thoughts. I still know, hey, I want to do this task. Hey, I want to do this task. I'm not wandering back and forth from the kitchen not like just thinking (laughs) too hard so dark helmet it i'd say for me feels like hybrid indica even more indica for sure uh so i can do all the stuff i want to do but it's not gonna like i'm not gonna smoke dark helmet to make me go to sleep if that if that makes sense so uh definitely give that like four out of five for sure Four, four out of five I am a huge fan of the Purple Family. Mm, yes. Um, I love going to sleep, actually. It's mm. my favorite activity. Naps. Mm, catch me doing a nap. Don't wake me up. I swear I will beat you. <laughs> so, I will beat you with a joint. I'd, Go, I'd rather be playing video games, so that makes sense. I do I do like a good video game. But anyhow, so um, a Granddaddy Perp is probably one of my favorites. Granddaddy Purple, for those who aren't in the lingo, or a GDP that one is uh, super tasty. Purple Urkel also in Ooh. that purple family. Purple Urkel, yes. Yeah. So definitely, sometimes the names of strains can give you hints about the effects, like purple. Most purple ones, the flower is going to definitely be purple and probably come from that indica family. Um, so when you go in a dispensary, if you see purple Urkel on the shelf and you see granddaddy purple, you're probably going to it's going to be safe to assume that those are indicas to it's going to be safe to assume that they may have similar qualities definitely of course you want to smoke each of them to know what they uh do to you oh no smoke all of them how could we oh no (laughs) but another example would be something that names like rick sanchez yeah yeah see i've seen that one that's a you got you know that's a brand not a brand new strain but that's a recent strain that's probably A strain, a grow, or an individual has crossed two strains, and he 
he or she is thinking that's going to give you a certain effect. So they named it Rick Sanchez. Yeah. So I haven't smoked Rick Sanchez because, you know, we just talked about me and sativas don't hang out all the time anymore. But yeah, look at you guessing that it's a sativa. It definitely is because I, you're, you're a smart fella and you're like, mm, s- I imagine Rick, it's, Sanchez Rick Sanchez is probably like, mm. it's going to be a sativa. It's going to make you thinky. It's probably going to make you focused. I might definitely want to swear and burp a little bit. Might make you swear and burp a little bit. See, that's a... <laughs> I wonder how we got that effect, but you smoked Rick Sanchez, correct? How does it yeah. make you think? Or it, how does it make you feel? It's definitely a little bit more like racy thoughts and like, I got to do this and I got to do that. And like, things are going to get done today. And if I'm trying to like clean my house or something, that's probably going to be a strain that I choose over a GDP. And how would you, you know? say that balances with the fact that it's still marijuana, it's still cannabis and you're still going to like, it's not going to make you act like you're caffeinated so yeah how exactly. does that balance it's, out yeah it's not like i'm doing like an adderall and i'm mm-hmm. like buzzing or coffee and i'm buzzing mm-hmm. you know i am still stoned i'm still like relaxed and calm and put together but my thoughts are clear enough that i can like oh i can get xyz done and i'm still energetic enough Ener- to get it energetic stuff. that's a good okay it, it, i like that. i would say you know when you're like smoking a cigarette and you kind of get like a little buzz and you're mm-hmm. like i'm gonna do stuff mm-hmm. it's yep. kind of like in that family that where you're sense. just like i'm i got like a little bit of a buzz and i'm like you know what i'm ready to get my to-do list i like done. that i just wanted to phrase it another way because there might be people out there that go oh it, weed can make you make you act like that that sounds like a drug to me oh definitely no not anything that's gonna be like oh like super crazy or because i've been trying to reconcile that myself too with how cannabis has all those like healing and relaxing properties but there's also still parts of it that can make you want to get stuff done which is so cool it's just weird to think about sometimes it's really nice like for people who have trouble focusing on certain tasks or people who are very low energy you might want to try a sativa Mm -hmm. because that might help you in the ways of like let me get a few things done or let me feel a little bit more awake about my day or yeah i don't know it's it's a little bit more energetic in the way of like i don't know when you think about an orange you're like that's energy like orange color like yeah okay i i like that and it's not it's more of like a i guess the bright and colorful thing not like a buzzed and like crazy thing like cannabis is the plant the medicine that when you smoke a sativa for example like it makes you feel better in a way that makes you want to get stuff done you want to be more productive on a day where you feel good so i guess you can think of it like that totally totally yeah and like indicas oh man at work, people don't even understand what an indica or a sativa is. We can make a whole episode on that. Indicas definitely make you more sleepy. That GDP, that's mm-hmm. an indica, my friend. Oh, yeah. Like, it definitely looking when you go to buy strains, looking to see if they're a hybrid, an indica, or sativa will definitely help you go shopping. Know what strain you want to go buy if you don't want to... I mean, I always recommend you put your nose right by it and sniff it and kind of get that deep and figure out how that makes you feel. But yeah, use the use the strain name, use the uh, dominant, the indica or the hybrid to tell you what to get as opposed to the THC percentage. We just went full circle. Full circle. Full circle. All right. That was a wonderful episode, if you ask me. I think it's time to wrap this up and kind of touch back down to earth here at the Cannabis Quest podcast. 
This has been a, another fun episode just discussing the cannabis space that we are so blessed to live within. And uh, we want to just engage more with people in the cannabis community. So send us a message, hit us up if you have something you want to talk about. You if can you have... rate and subscribe to us on iTunes now. Oh, yeah, we're on, I- we're on iTunes now. <laughs> So if you want to download on iTunes, instead of going to our website, CannabisQuestHQ.com, uh, do that. Um, but, you know, also find us on Instagram. I'm Space Cadet Hunter 710 that's Space CD Hunter 710 because I'm a weirdo. Tell me what you want us to talk about. Yeah, definitely. I'm Space Cadet Courtney, and that's Space, and then it's CDT Courtney. So that's me on the Instagram and find me there and give me a message about what you want to talk about because I loved this spitball episode. It yeah. kind of like made me a little bit excited about the the next year and it gave us a few topics to really dive into and maybe do that tea break that tea as break, awful maybe, as that sounds. I guess. Um, <laughs> also, isn't it funny how us as stoners, we do not have matching Instagram like names that would probably make it easier on people. Nope. We had to be different. Different. Space CD. Hunter Space CDT Courtney. Confusing. Anyways. We love you anyway. Yeah, we we love you guys. Thanks for spell checking us. So, until next time, everybody stay lifted. And weed tip number four from Space Cadet Hunter. It's not all about the THC. It's all about them weed terpenes. (laughs) See you next time, guys.